Welcome to The Journey, an online commentary on today's scripture reading with Seth Davidson. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 26, verses 2 through 27. I am fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know that you are an expert of all Jewish customs and controversies. Now please listen to me patiently. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they would know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the twelve tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day, and they share the same hope I have. Yet, Your Majesty, they accuse me of having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise from the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. Indeed, I just did that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priest, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison, and I cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I have even chased them down in foreign cities. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. About noon, your majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell face down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me, and tell them what I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles, to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people, who are set apart to me by faith. And so, King Agrippa, I obeyed that vision from heaven. I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that all must repent of their sins and turn to God, and prove they have changed by the good things that they do. So some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, and they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this present time, so I can testify to everyone, from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead, and in this way announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly, Festus shouted, Paul, you are insane. Too much study has made you crazy. But Paul replied, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth. And King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar with him. For they were not done in a corner, King Agrippa. Do you believe the prophets? I know that you do. Well, if there were a group called Pharisees Anonymous, I myself would show up and I would say, my name is Seth and I'm a sinner. This would be the same thing for Paul. If there was a group called Pharisees Anonymous, he would have to show up. He would have have to have people hold him accountable to turn away from his chief sin, his chief uh, struggle, his chief pride. 
Here we see Paul's third sort of uh, experience of his testimony. The first time in Acts 9 is his conversion to faith. Then it was Acts 24, I believe. Uh, I'm sorry, 20, I think it was 22, where he's sharing what happened with the crowd. And here he has a telling uh, in the court of Festus, the Roman governor, uh, and uh, king Agrippa II, who's traveled, who's sort of the puppet king now of Israel, and he's making the case between the two of them. Felix has already said, I'm going to send him to Rome. Uh, he's done nothing wrong. It's all quabbling over aspects of the Jewish faith. So that's why King Agrippa has been brought in. By the way, this Agrippa is not the Agrippa that we see in the life of Jesus. Um, this is his son, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and this is the last of the Agrippa ruling line. So the thing that stood out to me today is I knew of Paul's story, of course. We've, we've read about it. We've seen his conversion. We've seen the importance of what that meant for him going to share the good news with the Gentiles. We've also seen why many people want to kill him, the Jewish leaders and their thugs want to have him killed because of that, that change of heart, because he's so persuasive in preaching that Jesus raised from the dead. And what's more uh, concerning to them is that through that death, it opens the door to the Gentiles. But the thing that stood out to me today during this telling is just the juxtaposition of Paul as the Pharisee in his former life and the way the Pharisees and the religious elite are still leading to this day because they're still hunting down Christians. They're still having men imprisoned, men and women, and they're still uh, approving of the deaths of these people whom they would call heretics. That was exactly Paul before he came to Jesus. They are living the life Paul was before Paul came to faith in Jesus. And so what that shows me is that when Jesus changes the life of a man or woman, um, he uses the very things that cause them to stumble. He uses all the bad news in their story. He turns it around, he forgives them, and then he will so often use those things as the very foundation of what God wants to do in their life for future. For me, I'm also a recovering Pharisee. I was prideful. I thought I was better than others. But by coming to faith in Jesus, it helped me see my need, not just for God, but my need to share that with others who need it. So my hope is that whatever has happened in your story, that God has used it and redeemed it. And be looking in that for ways that God, as he's redeeming you, will use your story to redeem the lives of others. May this come as an encouragement and a challenge to you and I.